Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, I can't say thank God it's Monday. We start our problems all over again. But the good news is, it's a short week. That's right. It is a short, but not for us because not we're always for us. Working. I'm working Thursday and Friday. I am working too. You know that. Not but... only am I working Thursday and Friday, I'm going to be doing Sid Show Thursday morning and Friday morning. Wow. And, and guess what? I'm recuperating. Uh, I'm eating a little bit of birthday cake and, and because birthday. it was a birthday well, weekend. Happy birthday. That is a happy birthday. That was a beautiful cake yesterday. Oh, it was and the best. You should put it on the uh, website how beautiful it is. Perfect. It was a WABC. Uh, Cake how, and- how amazing was that? Angelique's Bakery. And it looked like it was like a work of art. I almost felt bad eating it, but we just did a little birthday cheer, which was fun. It continues the well, celebration. Well, happy birthday again. Thank you. And uh, in the uh, studio, we have Judge Richard Weinberg. Thank you for being here. Yes, and uh, Congressman Peter King and his grandson, Jack King. Who's going to be the CEO of the world soon? Yes, <laughs> so I mean, we're hoping he's going to hire us in yeah, like twenty you know, years. It sounds like I Ten told years. you. It sounds like that movie, Jack King. But his last <laughs> name is really Sweeney. But we're calling him Jack King. That's yeah, it's Hollywood a good name. name. It's his Hollywood name. That's yeah. his Hollywood name. Yeah, he's got Hollywood and, looks. You can see him. You know, he's a Hollywood so many star things are happening. And with the election, nobody knows what the heck is going on. Uh, we got. Uh, I talked to Carl Rove a few minutes ago. And we got a two-minute or three-minute clip on Carl Rover, how he feels. Who? Joe Biden's birthday today. He's 81 years old. I don't know if he's going to run for president. I mean, look, he's not a healthy 81. You know, I, I, I wish him nothing bad. I wish him good. But let's hear what Carl Rove had to say. The Democratic primaries. Is there a primary or is it just a runaway uh, Biden? Well, it's runaway Biden right now, but it remains runaway Biden because, look, what's going to be really interesting is, is first of all, uh, what happens in New Hampshire? They're, they're now the, the, the Democrats are going to come out and vote uh, in on the on the twenty third, and uh, what's what's going to happen? Because you got Dean Phillips, the congressman from Minnesota, the protest candidate, and he's a way. He's a convenient way for. New Hampshire Democrats to say, Mr. President, we're upset. We're upset either with your low ratings. We're upset that, you know, that you're going to be our candidate in the general election. And you're, you know, it looks like you could lose to, to Donald Trump if he's the, the Republican nominee and absolutely will lose to the Republican nominee if, if it's somebody else. And, and we're, we want to send a message, sir, that it's as much as we may love and respect you and appreciate you, we think that somebody other than you ought to be the nominee of our party. 82 is too old. And this is their chance to do it. And uh, we don't know exactly, you know, we saw how these polls went. We had some national polls that showed that he was losing in the battleground states to Donald Trump and losing to Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis by a lot in uh, in those early battleground states. We now have national polls showing that, that, he, that he either... Uh, is tied tied or slightly you know one or point two points ahead or one or two points behind Donald Trump, but losing badly to other Republicans. So Democrats are nervous, and we've seen it play out over the last couple of weeks. So to me, it's going to be interesting to see does, does, what happens if if twenty five or thirty percent of New Hampshire Democrats say I'm voting for Dean Phillips because I want to send a message to the White House we can do better. Will will people be, feel compelled to to jump ship? Well, he has that, a great point. That, that, that was a 
Great point. And yeah, and by the way, I, mansion. I, I want to tell you, and then we're going to have Michael Goodwin call in, uh, come in, uh, call in in about t- two minutes, a but, minute. But John, I want to give you a, a big kudos because you me. interviewed uh, Joe Manchin over the weekend. It made headlines all World over the place. News. And I think about between Carl Rove's comments about Dean Phillips, who's running now against Biden, and we don't know what's going to happen with Manchin, but. He had a great comment and, with and you. And friend Robert Kennedy. And Robert Kennedy. You got this mix, and you've got Manchin who said, you know, that the Biden team has basically become radical left. He wants to appeal to the radical middle, which was a great line that he made that made worldwide news. And, and, and what I said to him is, I'm glad that, uh, you know, the extreme right and the extreme left should not run this country. The common sense people should run this country. Yep. And, and the rumor I hear, Rita. Yes, I want to ask you. You have I a want hot to know, tip. Look, Congressman <clears throat> King has been in the twenty-eight years in the uh, in, in the uh, Congress. What I've heard from a couple of very high up Democrats is that they're going to get make sure Joe uh, Joe Biden gets the nomination, and he'll have the nomination officially. After he has the nomination officially, then. He walks away and he says, I, I'm not feeling good. I'm out. Then, you know, without a primary, you know who makes a decision? The Democratic Congress people, the Democratic Governors Association, the gov- Democratic Governors, and uh, the Democratic National Committee decide who the substitute is for President Biden running in 2024. I, I think the judge would agree. You cannot do that at the convention. That's why they're doing it this way. Once the delegates are chosen, the delegates to the convention are pretty much bound by that's it. But exactly once he's right. nominated, then it becomes open season, and that's when did, the party leaders can do it, did, did, which is the way it should be in the first did, place. Did, did uh, Joe Biden know something when he said to Newsom, uh, you can be president someday? Yeah, he just said that a couple days ago. Yeah, like, he's a, the guy. But there's a problem with that. Since they have to get rid of Harris then, because Harris is also from right. California. And you can't have both the presidential candidate and the vice presidential candidate from the same state. And then they get rid of Harris. Oh God. That's, by the a way, clean that's, sweep. that's clean an interesting sweep. point. Get, is Michael Goodwin on? I'd love to have his opinion. I mean, he knows these politics better than anyone. Yeah, Michael, are you there? I'm here. Hey, what do you think? This is hot. Did you hear that what uh, John was just saying is that it could be after the whole convention, after the nominating process, and then surprise, surprise? Well, uh, look, this is a, a great guessing game for all of us because I think underneath it all is this thing that Joe Biden just can't be president anymore. Uh, that's the assumption. I mean, there's a funny thing that uh, Fox News has a story today that uh, that Biden aides are telling him uh, they're trying to make it so he doesn't have to walk so far uh, from uh, out of the White House to the helicopter or anything like that. And they want him to wear more like tennis shoes so he's less likely to fall. So this is the this is the level of political guidance that the White House has come up with in order to protect him from the reality. And look, I would just say, I don't think the issue is that Joe Biden is too old. I know a lot of 80 and 81-year-olds. I know some pretty sharp 90-year-olds. Joe Biden has a problem that's not necessarily related to age. He's befuddled. He's lost. He, you know, I think it's an, a, a version of early dementia that we're witnessing. Or and, and Michael, akin to it. I agree with you. I don't think it's. Um, no, I don't think it's the old. numbers. Eighty-one. There's a lot. I was with somebody who was like ninety-two the other day, sharp as a tack. If I can interject, I want to thank Michael. I'm seventy-nine. Oh, Al, Al is eighty-six. Oh, do you see Pete's getting a little <laughs> yeah, higher on. up on the My, age number here? Wait yeah, a minute. Al Damato is eighty-six and a half. That's right. And he's <laughs> one of the sharpest guys. I know. Absolutely. Two sharp at times. Yeah. And, and I know Hank <laughs> Greenberg at, at 97 goes to work three, four days a week. Sharp as a tank. Uh, John Rosenwald at J.P. Morgan goes to work three, four days a week at 93 and a half. And out in Nassau County. Cindy Adams runs her own show yes. at over 93. And out in Nassau County, Joe Cairo is the same age as I am. Lady no. I know. But yeah. she's outside, yeah. but, it, but you hit the point. He is mental acuity. Right. And for people who we've seen, I met Joe Biden, by the way, when I was in college. Now it's been a number of years ago. Uh, but I'll, he is, he was right. so much sharper. It is his mental decline. <laughs> and even the Democrats sense it. Did you see this also, Michael Goodwin, that, uh, even Axelrod, of course, who's so close yes. to Obama, 
said that Biden has a 50, 50 percent chance. You got Bill Maher out there. You got Saturday Night Live mocking him. You had the Wall Street Journal saying he's being selfish by running, Michael. Yes, look, I thought that was a very good editorial. Uh, and I, I agree that Joe Biden, for the good of the country first and the Democratic Party second, should not run. I, th- I think he is. Look, we have to say he's a bad president. He's a failing president, which is really the underlying issue here. If he were as he is, but the economy was growing, going great guns, uh, the border was secure, we were re- pushing back against the, the sense that America is weak abroad and all of these countries sort of ganging up and moving in for the kill. If none of that was happening, then we wouldn't say he doesn't have to run or he's too old. So it's his, it's his physical uh, decline, mental decline, and most importantly, the failure of his policies that I think is driving this. And so old age is getting a bad rap here. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it's Pete is happy policy. to hear that. <laughs> And I'm right behind Peter, so let's be, I'm happy. By the way, I'm a year older as of a few, you know, about 24 hours ago, so I'll take that. Um, You know, Michael, though, you you want to hear the funniest thing? I don't know if the guys here in the studio heard this, but the new, like, motto from people in the White House, they don't want to say, you know, what we're hearing privately, that everybody's panicking there. They said he's an older guy with new ideas. I contend with you, Michael, that his ideas are terrible. But they're like, all these ideas are great. Maybe he's the wrong messenger. That's what they're trying to spin it. You know, I know Joe Biden for 40 years, like mm-hmm. probably uh, everybody, uh, but he's not the Joe Biden we knew. Right. Not at all. He used to be sharp as a tack. By the way, John, and when I he, only wish him when he he's 81 years old. Happy birthday, yes. Mr. President. And I, I don't wish him anything bad, but I think it's time for him to move on. And you look well, at, John, you look at the poll well, when on, he did the debate. Remember the debate with Paul Ryan? He was sharp as a tack. Go ahead, Michael. Well, I just, um, I don't want to... Um, you know, ruin the pity party. But let's not forget that what Joe Biden, the other part of Joe Biden is the corruption, Mm -hmm. is that he has he is compromised by virtue of this business schemes with his son. And he lied to the American public about it repeatedly. So the minute I start to feel a soft spot for Joe Biden, I remember he is corrupt to the core. He has lied repeatedly about that corruption, and he has he has compromised himself by taking money from China and Russia. There's no question that he was sharing in these in this money. You're absolutely right. There's no question in my mind, and every decision he has made for the United States of America. It's, it's troubling. It's, it's troubling. It's, it's troubling. wrong and troubling. That, that's the nicest way you could say it. It's very troubling. Well, I look at the border, guys. That's one thing we haven't even really focused on. Michael Goodwin, I mean, you talked about the corruption with Hunter and all that other stuff. What about the fact he knows we? it takes a two-year-old to just look at the images. It looks like a sea of people every day crossing our wide-open border. And, and he's yeah. allowed that. Yes, and, and I've often thought about that, Rita, in the sense of, what does he think about when he sees that? I mean, how does he tell himself that's okay? How, how, does, how does any president of the United States take, who takes an oath of office to, to defend and protect the Constitution, how does he square that in his own mind, what he has done there? How he has let millions of illegal people come into this country, we don't know who they are in most of the cases. I mean, how does he tell himself that's okay? I, I don't get it. There Michael, is, there is no, no excuse. Michael, you just had this great column, which is of great concern, and you and John and I were on a panel uh, a few weeks ago, which yeah. raises the issue, how do you have safety in Gotham, in, in New York City? Now, under these proposed cuts by Mayor Adams, they're talking about cutting the police force. What's your view on that, Michael? Well, yeah, that's one of the topics we talked about on the panel, right, with Ray Kelly there. We right. talked about the number of police. It's now about 33,400, 500, something like that. But they are retiring at a rapid rate. And so what 
Mayor Adams proposes to do, and it looks like the city council will agree, is cancel the next five recruiting classes, and therefore, through attrition, you will get the force down from 33,500 to about 29,000 sometime next year. Now, this is, as I point out in the column, when you go back, 29,000 is what the city had in 1992 and 93 when we were averaging 2,000 murders a year. So the answer then of Peter Vallone and David Dinkins and then eventually Rudy Giuliani was to increase the size of the police force dramatically, which they did. It got to 36,300 within a couple of years. Uh, To go back down to that level at a time when A, we're in a high crime era, uh, though thankfully not the murder rate that we had then, but also the city is, is much bigger now. We've got at least a million or 0.2, 1.2 million more than we had in 1993. So you cannot simply just cut the police. And look, as I point out in the column, the budget is $110 billion. A decade ago, I think it was one of Michael Bloomberg's last budget, was $49 billion. You cannot tell me there's no fat. You cannot say, oh, we have, we have to have a 5% cut, therefore we have to get rid of cops, and we have to close libraries. There's plenty and, of fat I mean, in that budget, Michael. I did 14 budgets when I was at City yeah. Hall. There's plenty of fat to cut, not the and cops. There's no, there seems to be no effort to do anything like that. It's just a lazy 5% across the board. No priorities. You don't care about policing. You don't care about this, just 5%. How about asking your budget office to work around the clock until they come up with more acceptable uh, cuts in spending? There seems to be none of that. 5% across the board. All right. See you tomorrow. I mean, what kind of government is that? And also because the migrant costs, too. I mean, come on. It doesn't work. And, John, people are saying, wait a minute, we're paying taxes and kids and cops are being cut? For migrants, there's there's something wrong here, guys. It doesn't work. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just lazy budgeting, frankly. I mean, you know, Ed Koch used to tell the story about you know he would go to the budget director and say, "Want to do this?" And the budget director say, "Well, you can't afford to do that." And Koch said, "No, no. It's your job to make it so I can afford it. Your job to find other places if I have to where I can cut or where I can raise money. But don't tell me." that I can't do the priorities that I was elected to do. And he, t- he wrote in one of his books about sort of the power of the budget director and how it takes a mayor <clears throat> who understands this to stand up to that and to, and to uh, advance the mayor's priorities. And, Michael, and you have to have think, a mayor that's focused. Adams is doing that. You have to have a mayor that's focused 24-7 on nothing else. Yes, that's what you have to do as mayor. Sorry, that's the job. Yes, you're correct. Well, Michael Goodwin, let's pray for uh, for our city because right now, uh, you know, the other thing I was thinking about, you know, we went from ninety eight billion dollar budget to one hundred and ten. Why can't we just go back to ninety eight? Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, was mm-hmm. was life so terrible under Michael Bloomberg that no. we had to more than double the budget since no. then? The Blasio's big contribution is making us less safe and spending more money. All right. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, uh, Michael Goodwin, and uh, pray for our city and keep coming up with uh, some ideas, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Happy Thanksgiving, Michael. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Michael. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we got some more uh, good news for you. I mean, Rudy is going to tell you what he would do on on the budget if he had uh, to do it again. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. A common-sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, with us now is uh, former Mayor uh, Rudy Giuliani. And uh, Mayor Giuliani, I mean, what a mess we got on our hands. I mean, they took oh, yes. the budget from last year, $98 billion, up to $110 billion, and and nobody believed $110 billion. They made everybody feel good. It was a feel-good budget. Yeah, uh, John, this budget has been in wild uh, uh, increase since Bloomberg, honestly. Uh, I left it at about uh, $40 billion. So I'd like you to think of where it is now. And uh, and uh, all sorts of very unnecessary expenditures. Bloomberg, some particularly his final cave-in of the teachers' union. Blasio, a disaster. And now Adams is just following right on to Blasio. So if you, you want a comparison, I mean, we spend more money than the entire state of Florida. Yes, and our state do. spends two yeah. and a half times. Yeah. yeah, and our state spends two and a half times Florida. So, I mean, this is, and a lot of this money is uh, not money that helps a single person other than politicians' families. Uh, you've got so many NGOs, so many charities. These are, these, are, uh, these are people who are taking money out, taking bribes. That's why we have such a high uh, expenditure. Now, what he should do immediately he should institute a welfare-to-work program immediately. Everybody on welfare should work. It would take about four months to get that going correctly. And uh, unless, you're able, unless you're not able-bodied or unless there's some special circumstance, if you want to continue to do your welfare work uh, check, you're going to have to work. And if you can't get a job, you work for the city. We have a very dirty city, John. People could be cleaning it up, but just... Just takes a, a a brush and a broom, and they could be out on those streets seven eight hours a day cleaning up the street, making it look clean. Uh, we've got graffiti all over the place. They could be taking it down. Hey, Rudy, this we've is Rita. It has to be done. I, you know, I want to ask you that this just crossed a little bit ago that Governor Hochul is saying somehow the state will help New York City weather its budget crunch. She's saying without taxes. She didn't come up with any solution, but she said her team is meeting. What can they do? Can you? Is there something that no. how they can? That's why I'm curious from a mayor's perspective. And Pete shaking his head too. Well, the, the state is going broke. I mean, this, this is always a, a, right. So, what can uh, is there? Is there any hail mary she could bring in? No uh, hail marys. Bring back the tackle of Giuliani. Yeah. Oh boy, I wish. Yeah. The hail. The, uh, yes, hail marys are necessary, but then they have to be tied to some kind of responsible program. Like if you're going to come in and bail out a program, okay, great. The next day, start a welfare-to-work program so you don't recreate the problem. Uh, if, if we're going to go fix a program, let's not fix it, forget about it, and then we fix it again three years from now. 
this is how we're going broke. Well, the first thing and I would do, Rudy, is all the people that don't show up for work. I mean, you, you must have a lot of people no show jobs because they're still on COVID or whatever. COVID uh, uh, 5.0. Yeah, no, whatever. 5.0. <laughs> and, and, and take them off the payroll. 100%. Take them off the payroll. Yeah, and and the ones that and the ones that don't belong here, I would I would send them on a bus to Washington. Yep. I mean, this idea, uh, this idea that we're going to permanently, I mean, he's almost assumed that, please don't send me any more, but we're going to accept the first 160. Well, they punished him uh, for, for, for objecting. That's right. Remember, they took him off the campaign now, committee. Let me ask you, no. I, I don't know. Was it the FBI of New York that went after him, or was the FBI of Washington? I don't know. I, I'm going to guess it was in Washington. I'm going to guess it was in Washington. Because I, I, I don't I can't know. believe, I, I, just, I, I don't think. I don't know if you disagree with this, but the coincidence is just too damn much for me. Hey, Rudy, this is Pete. with Menendez. Particularly with Menendez the week before, you know? It's too yeah. much. It's too much that, that all of a sudden, and this is what they do best, criminalize the justice system. You know, up until then, it was only us Republicans. But look, a Democrat can be as big a problem as another Republican, right? Sometimes yeah. more of a problem. Rudy, this is Pete. In all your years in justice, and, yeah, uh, right, U.S. Right, U.S. 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 attorney, have you ever heard of the FBI stopping and say a mayor of a city who was not a threat to leave? There's no explosive <laughs> weapons on him. I mean, he's right there in the middle of the street with a security detail in the middle of the day to do that to me. That is out and out. It sounds like a bad movie. Seize his cell phones. Seize his cell phones. Yeah. And then went back again and got more. Yeah. I mean, and very publicly, like you said, Pete. Yeah, that's it. To me, the whole idea is public. You know, they could have called his lawyer. They could have called City Hall. They could have worked it out. But no, to do it that way to me is just terrible intimidation. That was just sending a message. Yes. And, and they shouldn't be because doing that. It was. Mayor Adams was going to Washington to stir up the other black mayors to demand money from, from President Biden. Right. And what a surprise. They raid also the home of his chief fundraiser right while he's on the plane, John. I mean, he, I don't believe in coincidences. But to me, the they were sending him a message. Street, they yeah. were definitely, yeah. definitely sending him a message. Yes. A very tough message. And uh, one that, I, you know, uh, it's going to slow him down. It's going gonna, it's gonna to stop him and slow him down. And it's going to slow down other people. You know, I think maybe maybe the thing that put him over the top was getting the mayors from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, How was it? and uh, who else did he bring in? Um, it was you know, uh, Denver. <clears throat> Denver. Yeah. There were six mayors. Washington. Denver, Houston. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. By the way, you know it's bad when the, the Chicago mayor comes on board on that one. <laughs> Hey, hey, Rudy, I was just thinking out loud, Rudy, I was thinking out loud, I I, I knew guys in your security detail, I'm wondering what would have happened if that had happened when you were mayor, and they told your security detail to step aside. I don't think they'd step aside. Yeah, Uh, I know know those guys. um, By the way, Rudy, before we let you go. There is is federal supremacy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, there is a little bit of a... It would really have to go to court and get an order to do that if the federal government refused. Yeah. Um, Rudy, before we let you go, get it worked out in court. I want to get you on January 6th because uh, they there's some new videos and a lot more details that have come out. Thank God. Yeah, House Speaker Mike Johnson, uh, he began releases. This is amazing. 40,000 hours of footage. Uh, your thoughts, because some of them paint a very different picture and show some different story. versions. I, I haven't fallen in love with a politician in a long time. I love this guy, uh, Johnson, Pete. I don't know. Am I wrong? He's a good guy. He this was very guy hum- is great. He was very helpful to us on the nine eleven health legislation, so he's very good. Yeah, I, I, I oh, interviewed him on uh, Yeah, we had him Friday. He was great. And he was very good. Better than I expected. Sensible. Sensible. Seems like he's so sensible he's not going to get knocked off the track too easily. And, of course, we should see all the videos. Uh, I mean, I've seen some videos where some people acted up that should go to jail. And I've seen some videos like they look like uh, the usual tourists. And what the hell are they doing in jail? So, I mean, somebody this thing has bothered me for a long time. I think I have a feeling that this may be one of those great injustices, like locking up the Japanese in World War Two. But somebody has to has to bring it out and take a look at it. Yeah, and you know, some of the documents that, that, that haven't been unveiled, there are a lot of documents withheld, documents destroyed. I mean, how is that justice? It isn't. And the D.C. Circuit is is, is crazy. I mean, they're crazy. The, the, the verdicts are ridiculous. The judges are ridiculous. They've all gone, like, hysterical. 
And a lot of that was driven by all the lies they told about it. You know, let me just you say, know, at the th- core of that. Rudy, with Thanksgiving coming up, your time may run out here. But thanks, let's always thank the fact that Rudy was our mayor. That's something to be thankful for. You, you saved the city. We need another Rudy Giuliani to come yeah. along. Happy Thanksgiving. Pronto. <laughs> Amen. Take care. Thank you. You're, Thank you're you so kind. much. Very, very kind. Let's God take a you. break. And when we come back, we have a... Curtis Lewa. Well, we got Curtis Lewa. We got uh, Mr. Gorham. Yep. Uh, that's going to tell us about uh, electric vehicles. And guess what? We have and, O'Reilly. Uh, and uh, William Ruger and Bill O'Reilly. Let's take that break first. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. With us today is Steve Gorham. Uh, Steve Gorham is the executive director of the Climate Science Coalition of America. And he's the author of uh, many, many books on energy. Uh, Steve Gorham. Uh, tell us what the heck is going on with energy for the future. What's going on with with electric vehicles, uh, turbines, whatever you like. Tell us. Hey, John, great to join you today. Yeah, the, the world is marching toward a thing called net zero, at least the wealthy nations of the, of the world. All want to get rid of coal, oil, and natural gas and switch to uh, wind, solar, and biofuels and do all this by 2050 and also get rid of all of our carbon dioxide emissions. Uh, but this is more than a reach-out goal. This is, is like a wish and a prayer. It's going to be impossible. And we are already seeing uh, a number of breakdowns. Uh, I predicted that the green breakdown would come over the next decade, but we're seeing it now. Uh, offshore wind uh, projects are being canceled. Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Uh, they just held a onshore wind auction in the U.K., and they didn't get any bidders. Uh, Siemens Energy just got more than 10 billion euros of bailout from the German government because they can't make money with wind turbines. Uh, we're seeing an EV slowdown. Uh, we're having uh, the problems are mounting with uh, electric vehicles. So there's a bunch of issues that, that uh, say that uh, the, the desire to get to net zero probably isn't going to happen. Understood. How long of a period? Well, I've talked to a lot of experts. They said... Well, electric vehicles may happen someday, but it's not the right time yet. Uh, they're not perfected. Uh, there's a lot of problems with them. Uh, then the chairman of Toyota has said, well, I'm going to make electric vehicles. I'm going to make diesel vehicles. I'm going to make uh, gas vehicles and uh, all vehicles and let the consumer decide. What say you? Yeah, that's probably the best policy. Uh, and uh, Toyota is also making hybrids, which are really a pretty good uh, balance between a gasoline engine. You know, you got a gasoline engine, you got an electric engine. But unfortunately, we have uh, uh, the Biden administration. We have a number of states, including the state of New York, that have proposed banning uh, gasoline and diesel cars by the year 2035 or so, and they want to force everybody to get electric vehicles. On the mistaken idea that uh, if we all do this, we'll stop the oceans from rising which I really view as modern superstition. But you're right. The way we should do this is allow people to have a choice and to uh, buy electrics when they're better, and they are in some cases. If you're charging at home and driving short distances, they can be very good and low cost. But there are a lot of problems mounting up with electric vehicles, and so we we should let the market decide. Understood. Uh, Tell us uh, uh, what are the problems that the electric vehicle is having. I heard that there's a 200-day delay uh, in some of the uh, uh, car companies on, on their, uh, uh, their dealers? Well, maybe on the trucks and things, but we actually have a lot of inventories piling up. We have uh, EV inventories in the U.S. for the companies that use uh, dealers. They're up over 300% from last year now. Uh, we're finding a very poor demand for EV pickup trucks. Uh, the guys that drive around the big pickup trucks don't seem to be too interested Ford Motor is losing between forty and $60,000 on every electric vehicle sold. They're going to lose $4.5 billion this year. Ford and uh, GM are delaying new model introductions. And we're sort of in the case where the early adopter phase is over. Uh, the people that wanted those cool Teslas and could pay $50,000 or more have purchased them. But now we're getting down to folks that might live in an apartment. Uh, you know, who'd have to uh, put an extension cord across the sidewalk to charge or... Uh, those folks that want to travel distances, or those folks that are in uh, cold weather, 
Uh, I met a guy speaking at a conference last year. His wife had a Tesla. They lived in Cleveland. And when it got down to 10 degrees Fahrenheit the year before, they literally could not charge their Tesla during the winter. It wouldn't charge. And so there's a bunch of issues that are piling up. And again, EVs are going to get better. They are penetrating world markets. But uh, let's let them evolve and, uh, and not try and force everybody to make a switch. Thank you so much, and we'll catch up again real soon. Okay, thanks, John. All right, thank you very much. You know, John, I couldn't believe what he just said to you there. Forty to th- sixty thousand dollars a vehicle. vehicle. T- talk about you're a businessman. Can you imagine yeah. doing business like that? I'm sure the guys at Ford are going to vote for President Biden. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be thrilled. Well, joining us now to talk about what a mess New York is in for a lot of different reasons is William Ruger. He is the president of the American Institute for Economic Research. Uh, Mr. Ruger, you wrote a really powerful com- column saying New York ranked. Least free state. Explain why we're not free. Well, unfortunately, it's not easy to explain because there are so many ways in which New York is not free. I mean, they're number 50 by a wide margin, even over Hawaii and California that come behind them. But a big part of it is your fiscal policy, right? The government there in New York City and in Albany, they're addicted to your tax money, right? They take out a huge chunk out of your wallet every year. Uh, with one of the highest rates of taxation in the land. In fact, it's twice that of a state like New Hampshire. Wow, that's that is now, huge. number fifty. And you know, nobody wants to live in New York anymore. Are you saying? Didn't you know? Biden say there were fifty-six states at one point? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's it's fifty out of fifty. The last time I checked, yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I mean, one thing about New York is that a lot of residents are actually fleeing the state, right? So. Just we lost 540,000 in the last two years. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's amazing. I mean, 3.4%. That's a huge number of people. It's the highest in the country in terms of the number of people migrating to other states. And, uh, you know, that's just not sustainable in the long run. And a big part of that is because New York City and Albany dominate at the expense of upstate, which is a big problem that I think people have realized for decades, but is, was, is it one that has been solved? You know, a lot of it is also, you talk took, about regulation. They, they, took, they took the budget in New York City and went from 98 to, uh, to 110. Yeah, and what did Rudy just say, that it was 40 under him, right? No, I, when I ran for mayor in uh, 2013, and maybe Curtis just walked into the studio, maybe, you know, in 2013, the, the, the budget was like 48. And Rudy was just saying and, it was and, like 40 and, and Curtis, under him. when you ran for mayor, how much was the budget? Uh, it was 98. 98. But I will tell you this. I said in my campaign, we need the financial control board to be reactivated. These elected officials cannot discipline themselves. They don't have a clue. They cannot. They have no clue. Nassau County years ago went bankrupt. They operate under a financial control board, one of the most prosperous counties in America. So we Mm -hmm. have to have somebody Mm -hmm. doing oversight. Now, remember, it was Felix Roatan. Mm -hmm who put together the banker's money, Victor Gottbaum put together the union pension funds, kept the city afloat, Governor Carey, who would try to convince Gerald Mm -hmm. Ford, bail us out, and then all of a sudden his chief of staff and his deputy chief came running in, one of them, Dick Cheney, and they said, you can't bail New York City out. The bond industry will collapse. It'll have a domino effect. New York City has to discipline itself. There's nobody in city government that can discipline itself. Mm -hmm. They think they're the federal government, that they can start printing money, raise the debt ceiling, raise the debt. It's got to end. And I know it's not a popular thing to say, but who else is going to rein in the expenses here? Eric Adams certainly can't. The city council can't. And we have uh, have William Ruger on, uh, and um, um, New York State is number 50 out of 50. In terms of being uh, not a free state of for course. a million of reasons. And remember, it was Cuomo first who told us all to leave, followed by then Kathy Hochul who told us all to leave. And people actually listened to them. And At those, least they were consistent. I know. The, the people who had the money left and left behind the people right. who depend on the people with money to survive. And now, Curtis, this is something you know all too well. Now we're in the situation where we're covering for the migrants. The cost, of, I saw the $12 billion dollars. Your, your head is shaking, you know, and it's a, what is it, half a trillion for the country is the estimated cost. And we have to still take care of them. But guess what? We're going to cut cops. We're going to cut universal pre-K. You can't make it up. Kids and cops. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not just fiscal policy. It's regulatory policy where, you know, 
thank goodness they don't come in last, but they come in, I think, 48th. I mean, they're just not too great on that margin either. And so you're stymieing businesses with high high taxes and high regulations, and that's just not sustainable in the long run. Oh, how about the mandates? All the uh, so-called environmental protection mandates, which makes the uh, the city and the state unlivable. Yeah, and and you know even things simple things like rent control, right? Rent control is is you know bad for the quality and quantity of housing. So you wonder why housing costs so much. Well, uh, it goes beyond that. that. It goes now. They want they, they want control over what kind of stoves you're going to have, what kind of uh, toasters you're going to have. I mean, of all of, times, how you're going to do your lawn. And of all times, right now, where there are so many huge issues on the plate, Agreed. you see we, a headline saying, "Let's go after the appliances." We call ourselves a sanctuary city, a sanctuary state. There is no law that says that. It in a nanosecond right. you can undo that. But he doesn't want to. It's not neither Hochul nor Adams want to. The illegals keep pouring in. We're spending money for them, our own homeless, our own destitute. Not. We're going to have two days of really bad weather. I mean, there'll be squalls in terms of rain. Where are the American homeless going to go? If they go to the Roosevelt Hotel, they said, look, I'm not feeling well. I just need a day to recuperate. Sorry, you're an American. Sleep in the subways, sleep in the streets, sleep right. in the parks. Illegal aliens, oh, come on in. $400 a day. We uh, let's, let's finish, Our priorities let's, are out of order. Let's finish, Mr. Ruger. And I want to talk to you about the crime in the streets getting worse and worse. Yes, and they want to headlines. cut the police force. Uh, um, yeah, Mr. Ruger, uh, real quick, your final thoughts. Well, uh, again, I think New York just needs to look at other states, especially a big state like Florida that also has big cities. And Florida is attracting people in droves because it is a free state. It's number two in our ranking, right behind New Hampshire. So follow New Hampshire, Florida, uh, South Dakota, Nevada, and Arizona. These are states that are doing great. Don't listen to New York and, and Albany when it comes to how to run your state. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Ruger, and keep us informed on any changes, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. All right. Thank you for having thank me. You. Thank Curtis. you. Crime in the streets. Last week, CVS, uh, 84th and Lex, great neighborhood, 84th and Lex. They, they, they smashed all the windows. Uh, the, on Sunday morning, they almost had a fist fighting in the Gristides. So what the heck is going on? And, and we can't cut the police force. I mean, guys. Uh, of all times. Peter King, uh, we can't cut the police force. Uh, it, it's absolute insanity. It makes no sense. My good friend Curtis would have taken care of that. And I did support you no matter what you'd say. You know, uh, look. Yeah. I, look uh, no, I'm sorry. Like, you, 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 you cannot cut the police. You I need think, more cops. I think Eric Adams cops. No, wants to do the right job. Yeah, he's got to do it. He's got to do it. He wants to do the job. right job. He's got to do it. But right he's now, run out of time, John. He's, he's, he's running run out, out of money. He was with Jamie Dimon this morning, cutting a ribbon, opening up a new Chase facility. You think Jamie Dimon said to him, you know, you're trying. No, he's saying, I tell you what, if there are 29,000 cops, any further development, Mm -hmm. we're out of here. We're heading to Florida. We're heading to Texas. What corporation would stay in New York knowing Mm -hmm. that the mayor has signed the death warrant of New York City by saying there will only be 29,000 cops and not fighting for them? He won't fight the city council. That's where the problem is. He's got to fight him, and he will not fight him. And he's city basically council surrendered to them. Sounds like they've already come. They came out in the last few hours saying we're basically giving him a rubber stamp. Oh, they're the so words. they're going to go with them. I this mean, that's, that's, go with that's them. right. There's no checks and balances. This is what they, is what they wanted. Yes. They wanted the cops to yeah, they're like and hallelujah for them. I mean, and you still have the loony kazoonies, like we talk about the the Tiffany Cabans who are this, so. We lived through this seventy four seventy five. They uh, cut 5,000 cops. They furloughed 5,000 cops. We were down to about the same number. That's why I started the Guardian Angels at night. There were no cops on the subway trains. We filled the void. I have a feeling I'm going to have to be recruiting a lot more Guardian Angels now because guess what? You're not going to do it with drones, diggity dogs, robots in the subway. Those are toys. Curtis, I was on Fox News, uh, Fox Business this afternoon. And uh, I said that uh, p- politicians tell you the arrests are down, but they're not down. The police officers are just not arresting people. Exactly. Not for shoplifting. 90,000 packages a day get stolen wow. that are being delivered. And there's not one arrest of those porch pirates. And it's holidays, which is another important thing, Curtis, because now the gifts are really coming in. I saw a story the other day where, like, it was an FBI uh, uh, FedEx truck raided. Like like uh, Amazon truck, oh, yeah. totally raided. I mean, how sad. You're going to see so many more of these with the holidays we need, now. We need law and order. Yes. We just sorry. Need law and yeah. order. Sorry.
part of this tale is we know exactly what we have to do to bright the ship and bring us back, and they're not doing it. They're not doing it. We need police officers on the streets. They're not doing the city council. The mayor's not doing it, and the governor's not doing it. And, Curtis, I understand you're going to do your research on uh, John A. A. from Washington sent us a thing about the dogs getting sick. Yes. uh, Apparently, uh, there is no uh, antibiotic right now that can stabilize dogs who catch this respiratory virus. They die. Wow. And it will end up sweeping the nation. And it's already going around, right? It's already started. Yep. How bad is it now? How bad? Like, what uh, do folks it's, do? It's Everybody to, loves our well, dogs. But I think you got to keep your dogs away from other dogs. That's yeah. the only way you're going to get it, right? Well, well, that's, that's, hard, that's hard to do. I was going to say, that's a hard feat. You know, the first thing they want to do out in the street is <laughs> sniff each other's yeah, tuchuses. Yeah, they want to meet a new friend, right? <laughs> right. We gotta, we I have a better Bill, way to say let's it. Let's take that break, and we're going to have Bill O'Reilly come in. Stay tuned for Bill O'Reilly. He's got a lot of big news for us. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Joining us now is the great Bill O'Reilly. And Bill, of course, you can hear him on Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly every weeknight on WABC 9 to 10 p.m. Has mega best selling books. By the way, Bill, before we get started, I saw uh, your book. Uh, was picked as one of the best books by Goodreads of 2023. That is huge. Congrats. Yeah. Um, thank you, Rita, for mentioning that. We're real happy about it. Um, we don't get a lot of positive feedback from the uh, media, <laughs> but Goodreads has uh, got us up for best history book of the year. And if people want a good read, particularly Thanksgiving time, Killing the Witches is it, tells you the real story about Thanksgiving. And by the way, you, I heard you on this morning with, um, Sid. And of course, you were talking about your JFK book, Killing, uh, Killing Kennedy. And the 60th anniversary uh, si- of Killing Kennedy. Yeah. Coming up this week. That's a yeah. biggie. So yeah. So talk yeah. about that. Okay. Um, so Killing Kennedy is the second of 13 killing books right after Killing Lincoln. That was our debut. And it's obviously when you have, uh, Three presidents assassinated, uh, Garfield, McKinley, and Kennedy. I mean, it's a stain on American history. It's it's incomprehensible, but I don't think it will happen again because the Secret Service is really tight now. Uh, when I did the uh, history tour with Donald Trump, it was an amazing display of security for him. But Kennedy, a lot of people made a lot of money hooking up these uh, conspiracy theories that Castro was involved or organized crime at the CIA or Wild Bill Hickok. I mean, you know, because people find that exciting. So we wrote a book that tells you exactly what happened. There are a couple of unanswered questions that bother me as a journalist. I can't get the answers. But by and large, Oswald did kill JFK. Um, He was. Uh, a troubled man, and he was under surveillance by the CIA, Oswald. What are the biggest and, questions you have, Bill? Because I'm curious, after all your research on that, what still lingers with you with the JFK? Okay, so um, there was a man in Dallas named George the Shield. He was a teacher at Bishop College, an all-black school. He was a Russian emigre who did contract work for the CIA, an aristocrat. All right, he befriended Leary Oswald and his wife Marina for no reason whatsoever. And um, I got onto this story uh, when I was working at WFAA in Dallas, and I tracked the Morin Shield. I chased them, literally chased them to Palm Beach, Florida, and uh, he committed suicide. And I was on the scene within two hours. He blew his brains out with a shotgun. And the House committee investigating the Kennedy assassination at the time was on his trail as well, which I, which is why I knew where he was. Now, DeMorin Shield had something to do with Lee Harvey Oswald, and I cannot define it. And there's only one person in the world who knows what that is, and that's his daughter, who lives in Phoenix, Arizona. And every time I try to get her, she hangs up on me and slams the door in, a, in my face. That has troubled me for about. 50 years. Um, I I picked the story up in uh, the mid-1970s. 
and I cannot get to the bottom of it. Yeah, that's really interesting. There's still so many questions. You know, Bill, you also wrote a big column, Bill O'Reilly, recently about Joe Manchin. And uh, John, of course, did a big interview with him over the weekend. But yeah, yeah, what role? Yeah, what role do you see him playing? That made tons of uh, press. Yeah, I, I'm using uh, the Cats Roundtable soundbite tonight on Common Sense at nine o'clock to set up the fact that Manchin, if he does decide to run as a third party candidate. That will sink Joe Biden. I mean, Donald Trump should be sending mansion flowers every day. <laughs> Go ahead, run, Joe. I'll be nice to you, Joe. Right. That'll that'll put Biden right out. Because Manchin would peel off. He's not going to win. But he would peel off votes from Biden. And that's why the media isn't covering this story. Today, this morning, you would figure that everybody would cover this story that Manchin might get in. None of the three network news shows, Good Morning America Today, CBS Morning News, mentioned it. Okay? I mean, that's really a dereliction of journalistic duty. Because they're still rooting for Biden, you know? They're covering for Biden every hour on the hour. And believe me, if Manchin gets in, the corporate media will attack him like you've never seen any attack. And Manchin knows that. Bill, this is Pete King. The reason he might not get in is he's going to have to raise $100 million, and I don't think he can do it. Yeah, Bill, this is Pete King. Of all the guys I work with in Washington, I think Joe Manchin is really first class. I don't know if he's going to win either, but he's an adult in the room. He knows what he's talking about, and he's a serious player. Well, the problem with Manchin is he voted to impeach Trump twice. So no Republicans, except for the never-Trumpers, and that's a very small percentage of the GOP, they're not going to support him. Um, I agree that Manchin's pretty clear-eyed on policy. Mm-hmm. This is his last shot, 76. If he had run again for the Senate in West Virginia next year, he would have lost. Right. That's why he retired. But he could cut into you know, the independent vote and some conservative Democrats. Again, I'm not saying he can he win. Peel it off, just like JFK Jr. Yeah. will peel off the anti-vaxxers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm he not saying he can win. I'm just, I'm just saying he's a first-class guy. Well, you would know. What, what about also the the whole vote on the Inflation Reduction Act? Remember, he flipped and flopped like a like a little yeah, bit of a fish there. That hurts him, I think. It, it hurts him in the sense that he's not going to win. All right. But he's a good presenter, as we heard on the Cats Roundtable on Sunday. He presents himself well. And in America these days, you can get 15 to 20 percent by a good presentation. Yeah, and you can lose, as we've seen I from Biden, very, with a no, bad presentation. I met him. I met him at Lolly's party, uh, 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 Bill. Uh, and yeah, you're such I, a swell. You're hanging with the swells, Casamitidis. Yeah, I mean, guys, he, uh, he, he. I, I was very much impressed. I really don't get impressed that easily. I, actually, I can tell you, uh, back in 2016, mm-hmm. I introduced Joe Manchin to Donald Trump at the 9/11 ceremony, and. Uh, uh, Joe Manchin says, Mr. Trump, it's an honor to meet you. And Donald Trump said, I'm polling 73% in West Virginia. That's how they began the conversation. Oh, um, classic Trump. Classic. I, by the way, I met Manchin when I covered the Sago Mine for NBC years ago, of course, in West Virginia. So good guy. Um, Bill O'Reilly, we love you. Thank you. We're going to be tuning in tonight for sure. And what do we stand for? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American way. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.